Yeah, I'm pretty much in a bad mood today, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, sometimes, you know, you do a lot, you do a lot, you do a lot, you do a lot. And I know that there's some people out there have posted things similar to this where, you know, you feel that, uh, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, you, you, you thought you had a certain status, a certain thing in someone else's mind, and then, you, you know, you don't. And then, you know, it's just sort of like, well, you know, okay, there's a thing called human dignity. And, uh, you know, that is the thing that we have to remember when we, you know, treat each other. People are so mean to each other right now, you know, but I think in a way that's maybe that way we can air out, you know, the differences. Because, you know, my view on, you know, human relating is kind of like, you want to get stuff out of the way and on the get your cards on the table, you know, ahead of time before it blows up into something that can't be repaired. And that's kind of, um, you know, and I find that uh, everyone I deal with seems to have their own perspective and what they're doing. You know what I mean? They don't, people talk right past each other. They don't listen to each other. And they certainly don't care that much. You know what I mean? As long as it's not impinging on what they're doing and what they're thinking, what they're saying. So you have a conversation where you believe you're talking to somebody and then it's going right by. It's just, you guys are talking past each other, but you don't know it, you know? And um, it's uh, something I've observed in human behavior and it's something that I have uh, really helped me with um, in my dialogue writing. You know what I mean? It's, I have a technique in dialogue writing where people don't have to answer each other. Like if I say past assault, and then you say, you know, I just can't believe that happened yesterday. I mean, I say, oh, gosh, now I'm thinking about this, uh, you know, these interest rates. And the other guy goes, you know, that was fun, like three years ago when we did this. And then you go, yeah, yeah but you're drifting. You know what I mean? See, now that is not like they write dialogue in Hollywood. That's like um, creates a certain, you know, a certain thing. These are supposed to be friends, but they're not communicating at all. And um, they're going, like I say, right past each other because they each have their own concerns in their head. They each have their own motivations. And those motivations come out in that conversation, which is, not really the way people, it's like a little bit of an exaggerated way that people speak to each other, which is, not, which is that they don't speak to each other. So that kind of dialogue mirrors that sort of thing, and it can also be used to move your story along if you're writing dialogue in a screenplay. You can move it along, you know, by having people say what's on their mind, and it may not, you know, maybe a non sequitur to what the other guy says, you know. And it takes crafting to make it musical and to make it, you know, really awesome. But uh, I shared this technique with um, the screenwriters group, and uh, it's got like 100,000 people in it at, at uh, Facebook. And only out of all those people, one guy got it. One guy actually understood what I was saying. 
And it's just a sad day for screenwriting. You know what I mean? A sad day for movies. And that's that's why I give, you know, people say the Tomorrow War. I said, yeah, I give it one star. One out of five. You know, two out of ten. Because it, it was a complete disaster. And I tried, you know, and, and I'm, I'm kind of an expert. I tried watching it twice. Sure, they had all that money and stuff and all those professional actors and directors and blah, 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 blah. But who cares? Nobody fucking cares. And the fact that people are accepting it, and it has that dialogue that's on the nose, you know, the whole time. Gee, we better get down there. These The monsters might eat up the whole planet. Okay. You know, it's on that level. It's like on a kindergarten level. So what can I do about it? You know what I mean? It's just, and, and I don't want to be like bitter, but I mean, that's Amazon's big movie that they're pushing, that they're giving away free on Amazon Prime. That's the big thing they're pushing. Now, the a lot of the viewers are just, they've had it. They don't, they, they, they're, they're responding with, you know, really down, thumbing it down, you know? And, and it's because, I mean, if you're going to do that and, and be controversial, like say Girl Next is very controversial, it's going to get, People are going to love it and watch it a few times and give it like five stars. You know what I mean? It's like the, the way Frank Zappa was. You know, Mother's Invention is like one or five stars, you know. Or you give it one and you go with a long diatribe like this guy. Paragraph after, you know, page after page explaining why people shouldn't see it, you know, trying to, you know. And all the guy does is make you want to see it, you know. But th- that's one kind of film. You know, it's a con- the controversial film because Girl Next has a lot of truth in it. And if you don't understand the spiritual dimension, then you will, the movie will lose you in the dust and, and you won't get it. Not one person on the review side uh, has actually accurately reviewed even, even the goings-on, even the character names that, that was going to slam it. Not one. Not even one. Very sad. Very sad state of affairs. Used to be that reviewers would be very articulate when they weren't, you know what I mean? Like the certain like Rolling Stone magazine, you know, be very articulate when they want to slam it. They say, well, it should have been this. It should have been that. Then this happened and this happened. And I didn't really get it when the guy was doing this. And, you know, they may, they use specific uh, examples to back up what their, their theory is. Not now. No, it's just basically a wild, wild west. Anybody can say anything. I become keen on it because of the release of Girl Next. I'm able to see, you know, the, uh, the, the, the stats. I'm very, very, very proud of it. Very proud of the uh, uh, director and uh, his uh, his you know really getting a vision and sticking with it the whole time. Very visionary piece, you know. And it, it turned out to be what we all thought it could be. And I mean, I mean producer Mike is also really really happy with it. And and uh, you know we 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 you know so when we get the the slams, it doesn't. It doesn't phase, you know what I mean? You, you, because, again, there hasn't been one with any... The closest one was a guy from Room Org magazine, which is a horror magazine, and we're not horror. We're art house, drama, horror, thriller, you know, after... You know, you know what I mean? So psychodrama, art house, horror, thriller, kind of, you know, whatever. We don't really fit in a box, and, of course, that's hard for them. And so this guy went all over the place slamming it and talking about the directors over-directing and blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. Yet he managed to compare the film to Kubrick, which is, of course, our, you know, you know I'm a big fan, right? So Kubrick, Lynch, all that that kind of stuff I like. Okay, so 
you, you know, and, and so does the director and so does, you know, the, the other people working on it. And so it, it's, it's, if it were not controversial, ladies and gentlemen, um, you'd never hear about it. It wouldn't last. It'd be already gone. It'd be already in the dustbin. That's, that's happened to me before, uh, uh, when people think they know something and, you know, just when I'm trying to do something, you know, quote, normal, as I have way in the way back machine, you know, 25 years ago or something. Uh, the thing with society, I told you what happened there. It got panned so bad that it was uh, rejected from the United States in, I think, 1990 and couldn't come back here until a two-year tour of Europe, you know, and, and elsewhere. Of course, Asia was popular because of the, the great uh, surrealist artist, uh, Screaming Man George. So, and it, you know, but eventually, it eventually got a big release here. And now it's famous and it's a classic and it's re-released by Arrow uh, Films in UK, which is, which does a really prestigious kind of, you know what I mean, for collectors type of thing. I, I bought one. And uh, it has all kinds of interviews with Brian. Brian didn't really want us to be, me and Rick, to be really involved with any kind of interviews. And he was kind of slamming us and treating us disrespectfully in those interviews like he was the guy, you know. And so we all know that about, you know, that, 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 that what happened there. It's unfortunate. But I don't hold, I don't hold any grudge, you know. I'm, I mean, that's there on those. If you, if you get one and you listen to him, you go... Gosh, it's almost like you weren't there. It's like, without me, there would be no society. Okay? Without me sitting down and facing the blank page, there would be nothing. And there'd be no film that Brian could go around, you know. And, and that's what I think he wanted. He wanted to have all that credit. He didn't want to share in that way. So that's fine, you know. But it still is what it is. Did what it did. It had that controversial thing. Well, in one review, I was compared to, it was said, well, the writer of society was the one that created this horrible thing. And this, this actually makes society look even like a masterpiece because it's so bad. I'm talking about Girl Max. The same exact kind of fervor, but the guy goes on page after page after page explaining why it's pure shit and why it shouldn't have any, you know, even though it's shit, it's not like good shit. You know, when something's shitty but kind of funny or good or kind of goofy or whatever. No, it's, it's like the bad, just like really makes you feel, like he said, it made him feel dirty to watch it. And uh, and I also misappropriated uh, a transgender uh, because he claimed that the actress in it uh, was a female and so she shouldn't have a, you know, it was really playing a transgender. And, um, that, and, and then I was also vilifying, um, you know, transgender, you know, by having uh, a tranny be a... Um, do immoral things. I was uh, giving a bad message. I mean, it was just insane. It was like, excuse me, I put characters in there. They might be a tranny. They might be a obese. They might be skinny. They might be this. They might be that. However, they come in. I didn't feel there's any need to, uh, you know, address it. And even even if the they, they say there was some appropriation, meaning that if you're going to have that role, you have to put a, a transgender person in it. No, you do not. It's called acting. No, you do not. That's absolutely false and wrong, and, and it's ignorant and hateful on the part of, uh, you know, if, if, if LGBTQ wants to make a deal out of it. That is absolutely false. People act. 
there are men acting as women, and sometimes men will act as as, as women, and and women will act as men in films. Nobody gets a you know it, it's uh, a guy that's straight can play a guy that's gay. A guy that's gay can play a guy that's straight, and that happens even more often than you'd even imagine. In fact, <laughs> I won't even go into it with our film, but I mean, you know, you, you you deal with a whole bunch of things. But by Jove, you don't do if somebody if someone is right for a role, and it happens to be something a different gender than them, it should be it should be celebrated that their acting could stretch into being that gender or whatever. It shouldn't be, uh, you know, subject to some judge some cultural cancel culture judge that says it's misappropriation, like like a white guy can't have dreads because he's appropriating black culture. Go fuck yourself. Wear all the dreads you want. The hell kind of idiots are those? It's an embarrassment. This country is a total embarrassment right now. I mean, it's, it's, a, la- <laughs> it's a laugh out loud embarrassment. Why? Stupidity. These groups are stupid. Fucking dumb shits. Don't realize anything about, you know, the art. So I'm very happy that if, if, that, if that unhinged some snowflakes or whatever, I'm, I'm thrilled. But that wasn't the intention. The intention is art. To do the right thing. The, right, the, the person that had the most talent for the job. Not trying to be PC when you're casting. That makes me sick. And if I see that out there... And, uh, you know what I mean? I immediately switch to another channel. You know? I, I'm, it, it's just absolutely disgusting because of its complete ignorance of all things. And I also found that people that don't really get what's going on, which no one actually, well, I've read as many we have tons of great reviews. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's been like the preponderance of them have been really great, insightful, uh, you know, specific, uh, telling us, you know, why they liked it, you know, trying to help the other guy out if he's deciding to watch it or not. They're being, you know, pretty helpful in that regard. There's been something like, I really dug this. You ought to see it. There's been that, too. Uh, so there's been a lot more positive than negative, but the negatives... They've just become unhinged. I, I, it's the weirdest thing. I've, I haven't seen this in society. They become completely unhinged, which in the long run will be great for us. Oh, by the way, I predicted that would happen. I did it exactly because, you know, we are putting a middle finger into their, I guess, into their precious PC. I don't even think about it, you know. I think about doing the right thing organically, and then secondarily, oh, if it, if it upsets PC culture, well, fuck you. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> There's nothing they can do to me that they can, they can cancel the movie. Fine. I don't care. You know what I mean? I'm just not, I, I don't go there. I, you know, I had the Zeph report and we don't pull punches. The only thing I've done is I've got a little more you know, fervent, a little more passionate lately, so a little more profanity. But, you know, ultimately, God is God, and God has to be put first. The problem with all these people that have tried to do their best with their reviews, and they've all failed. If they were in my class in English, they would all get like a D, a C or a D, because they failed to articulate why. 
They fail to articulate anything. And I figured out the answer as to what that is. You go check it out yourselves. But I figured out the answer. The answer is, it's because they don't know the spirit. They don't know the spiritual dimension. Or that there are, there, there are their spiritual, not one of them, not one, not one, not one, not one, not one, ever mentioned what the story was about. Not one! It's not about the abductee. <laughs> but they go on and on. One guy tried to say, yeah, they make them into Sophia dolls, and, and her name is Lauren. And, and it's like, so Sophia Lauren, and it's like, no. Her name is not Lauren, first of all. Sophia is not spelled like Sophia Loren's name. There is no connection whatsoever to it. Here's a guy that's absolutely retarded, just reaching for anything. You know how it's a, a dem, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, making women ugly and making sex ugly and making this ugly and making, you know, it's like, well, I'm sorry he couldn't handle it. But see, when you're in woke culture like this young man, you know, he's trapped in there. And what is woke culture? I can sum up woke culture where no one else can. Let me sum it up for you in a new way, new way that you've never heard. Woke culture is devoid of spirituality and spirit. That's all it is. It's spiritless, godless, spiritless. You know, all, you know they, 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 there may be some new age ideas in it, but it's basically spiritless if someone doesn't have the spirit you know even intuition is like a kind of a spirit right your heart you know but if someone doesn't have spirit it's all in the brain they're not going to understand right like i say not one person's been able to sum it up yet not one person's been able to do a a one sentence or two sentence synopsis not one and they go on and on and on talking about what they don't know which is embarrassing for them. So anyway, I'm waiting. This is what happened on society. The woman in Variety, she just screamed like, like these people should never make another film again. It was on that level. Screaming, just screaming like, you know, like, like butthurts to snowflakes. I mean, that's what it's got to be. It's the freedom in Girl Next that can't handle it's the fact that I didn't go sign up and check it out with them and get their permission. It's the fact that they don't run the world. It's the fact that they're just there at the behest of the UN. They're just there at the behest of the godless government, you know, doing their bidding for them, influencing kids to join global socialism because you're going to get a free income or something. It's that shit. You know what I mean? And the, the first rule of that shit is no spirit. And if there's no spirit, there can't be any comprehension of anything related to spirit. Therefore, you would not understand the film, ever, the rest of your life. You shouldn't even review it, negatively or positively, because you're never going to understand it either way. Goodbye. Please. Don't let the screen door hit you, baby. You spiritless people are really freaking stupid. Because if you don't know spirit, you don't know half of existence. Half of our existence is in the spirit. Dreams are even in the spirit. But half of our existence is, I mean, spirit is like things unseen, right? It's a whole world of things unseen that affect our world, correct? 
Spirit is numero uno. Manifestation in the physical is numero due. It's, it's, it's second. God is first. Creation is second. I mean, if there's to be a hierarchy of it. So therefore, a human being should pay attention to the spirit most, and then the physical plane secondarily. Right? So I find this is also true of other films. I mean, the Christians have gone and, you know, they're doing their own, you know, little evangelical trips, you know, with the chosen recreating Jesus' life from the perspective of other people. I think that's a worthy project. I, I haven't, I've watched a couple episodes. I didn't feel led to go on and subscribe, even though I love Jesus. I, well, because I feel a certain spirit. There's a spirit there. Something doesn't feel right. And I don't know what it is. But I, but I don't feel compelled to go review it or say, oh, it's lousy because I don't understand it. I'd rather say it not, doesn't quite communicate with me and for whatever reason, I'm moving on. I don't need to hide behind my keyboard and my little monitor in my anonymous kind of, you know, nickname and go around, you know, slamming people because I, I'm so filled with hatred. I don't know, you know, at, at mommy and daddy for being racist. I don't know what to do. You know? I'm sorry, homophobe, racist, bigots. You know, back in my day, you know, at least the kids were a lot more bold. We were bold. Anybody over 30 needed to be killed. I mean, at least we got right down to it. Today, they kind of tiptoe around the tulips, you know. It's like a little, you know, they, they're offended by the paint color. They're offended by the textbook. They're, they're probably, I wouldn't be surprised if this generation actually burns all their textbooks. It burns all their history. And burns all the statues and all the, you know, burns all the buildings down. Just burns the whole place down to the ground. Because it's all racist. It shouldn't have never been founded. And then, you know, hopefully on cue, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, this is, and then on cue, and after doing that, they all kill themselves like a Jim Jones ritual. You know, they all drink poison and die. Because they realize they're the, the last thing that has to be torn down. So we don't have any racism, Okay. They all have to be torn down. <laughs> oh, we can go further, but I mean, it's in, it's implicit. Now here I'm coming. Oh no, 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 no! What I started talking about in the beginning, it's coming now. So enter the jab <laughs> for the woke. Here is your jab, woke. Here's your fucking jab, man. Here's your chance to really take the Kool-Aid. Come on. Right? So right on cue, the country shouldn't have been founded. You know, all these people, these kids here, all white kids, they got to be dead. Then again, everyone who's an American has had privilege. You know, black people have had, look at them on the NBA, all that privilege. And they all have to be taken down and start over again with these immigrants that we control. So now, the bioweapon called the jab, which is what? Which is an mRNA nanotechnology into your veins and cells that replicates throughout your entire body and never leaves. Ha! Never leaves! 
to be enhanced with boosters that will keep putting in different products into your cells like things like, uh, they go, well, no, the jab, mRNA doesn't touch the cell nucleus. No, it just, um, you know, it just changes your entire genetic makeup. And it does change all the cells from a macro perspective. In other words, with the nanomachines doing their thing, that they, they all operate differently. You have a different metabolism, different susceptibility to a disease. Your immune system doesn't get to operate the way it used to. And eventually, with the, the amount of magnetics they're putting in, right? The magnetics are, the purpose of that is for magnetic waves to be able to influence you one way or the other. You know, to hook you to AI, like everything else is. AI demands it. And so the first thing is to magnetize the people, to cull the population, and those people that are left will be uh, basically uh, guinea pigs. And then the next batch of humans, the clones, right, the digital uh, copies, will be ready to start rolling out. Uh, I I hope you understand, you, you know, the the... the, the Almost, you know, I've never been a Foo Fighters fan. Have you? I liked a couple songs. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, you know, there's a couple songs I liked in the first, you know, early on, you know, years ago. But never been a big fan of Dave Grohl and, and his singing. And, you know, I was more of a, you know, a Kurt Cobain fan. I, I just felt that Kurt Cobain was a really important songwriter. Of course, he's gone. And that's why that proves that. And I uh, thought he had an honesty about him, you know, that uh, it might have been ugly, but at least it, you know, was honest, right? You, you got to, right? That's uh, we appreciate that. And uh, so this Dave Grohl sort of goes on with that in the shadow of Kurt Cobain and that legacy, right? Forming the Foo Fighters, and it's a big. They're trying to have a band like Van Halen, you know, good time rock and roll, happy band. So they're going to do a concert, and they say, you know, to be in sync with the vaccine, you got to be vaccinated, folks, they're saying, with no research whatsoever, because I don't think they could comprehend it anyway, just based on their interviews and their diction. I'm not sure they would be able to understand something like mRNA. But let's go a little further. So here, the, here they are. Book the Forum to Capacity, which is a huge, uh, you know, venue in L.A., right, the L.A. Forum. And, uh, you know, and, and, but only vaccinated people would be allowed to go to the concert. I know, you know, boneheaded move number one, right? I mean, it shows that these guys are not very smart. But secondly, uh, they took the jab and they got sick and they say, well, it's only one guy in the whole crew. It's, no, no, it's all of them are infected because it's that, uh, it's what it is, is they had to get the jab so they wouldn't be hypocrites. So they got the jabs. Right, they had everyone in the crew. And so if, if, you know, they work together. So what happens is you get the jab and then you get the COVID, you see? And that's what they call the Delta variant. These are mainly people who have had the jab. Is that correct info, Trish? We want to make sure it's correct. Yeah. The variants are the, the people that have had the jab are the ones getting the, having the variant problems, right? I don't have those problems. Okay, so the variants don't exist. So that's just another rumor by Fauci. But, you know, to, to put you into paranoia and to get you to obey and, you know, bow down and have Adolf Hitler kick your ass. 
Okay, so so basically, here they are representing Adolf Hitler. I suggest, Dave Grohl, what you do is you get some good Nazi outfits next and start making that the band's uniform, okay? And be sure to put, like, a picture of Fauci on your sleeve as, you know, the, as the god that you worship, okay? Please do that, Dave Grohl. <laughs> so anyway, they had to cancel the concert because they were sick after taking the jab. And the concert was for people only who were jabbed. Do you sense the beautiful... Is there irony here, folks? You know, you can't have a great story without irony, right? That's irony. You know, it, it's amazing to me, you know, that it's amazing. It's actually just amazing to me that uh, you'd have a story like this. It's just such perfect poetic justice, you know what I mean? And um, but but you know, it also shows this how dumb our popular. I'm going to get the jab so I can go to the concert Saturday night, you know. And see, it's on that level, you know. I've been to the forum for many concerts, and I never. I had to buy you know expensive tickets so I could get so I could see, so I could get up, you know, in the in the. I'd always get myself up on the second floor kind of over the stage so I could so I could see what's going on, you know. Otherwise, uh, it's un, you know, it's not worth it. You can't see anything and people are stupid and they say dumb shit things and I just don't want to be exposed to that. So call me an elitist uh, intellectual, fine. Anyway, so they had to cancel it and there and there there's no date yet, but I mean, the idea that they're stained with this idea or this right this label that they want to do concerts only for the jabbed from now on forever you people that didn't get the jab you're persona non grata your immune system the immune system that god gave you that you had probably we were all infected with covid and we got over we have antibodies we have an immune system not good enough god is not good enough for you okay not only that, you're to be punished and punished and punished, even if you're allergic to it, even if it would kill you because you have an allergy to graphene oxide. Graphene oxide. Graphene oxide is not compatible with human, but they put it in there anyway. So graphene oxide, you're, let's say you're, you're allergic to it or any of those ingredients, or you have an autoimmune condition where every doctor on earth would tell you don't take the jab if you have an autoimmune condition. It will ramp up your immune response and might kill you. Oh, that's okay. It's your patriotic duty, says Biden, to take the jab anyway and die. And die on that hill, you fucker. Now this society we have... You know, I, I don't feel there's, if there is an audience here for, for you know, because um, I'm planning on doing a lot more creating, a lot more writing. In fact, I'm just about ready to start writing something right now. I I know now my audience is a very, very small sector, maybe only 10% of the population here in America. 
So I know, you know, that, 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 well, it would have been much bigger had it not been for the educational system and the conformity system of Satan. It would have been, right, because people would comprehend the spirit. People would comprehend, well, if you don't know anything about quantum physics, don't watch Girl Next, because that's really what it's about, and it really poses the question, is the realm of the dead, the realm of the quantum, is that the quantum realm that these guys are manipulating with CERN and with, you know, with, with you know, while all of you are working at your stupid jobs, are these people really using your consciousness to focus it on creating worlds in the quantum realm, but isn't that also the realm of the dead? Hello? It's a question! Do you know the answer? Not because you're not allowed to. How many Christian churches? <laughs> oh, fucking middle finger out to you. How many Christian churches have told their people, don't look at that, it's demonic. Don't touch that, it's demonic. Don't open that book. It's demonic. Don't think about the aliens, those are demons. Just listen to what we tell you. Sit down in that seat. And let us program you the way we want for for our leader, Lucifer. Because Lucifer runs the Christian church in America. And that's why I didn't feel comfortable with the chosen. Yeah, brother, what's wrong? Because you're all fucking mind-controlled. You're trained monkeys. I didn't say seals, because I don't want to in- in- insult the seals, because I've, <laughs> you know, hybrids. In fact, you know, the church may be the most criminal organization that would be evangelical, Catholic, whatever, I don't care what denomination, that has ever been on the face of the earth. And uh, every single one of these people that pastors a church has to be vetted by, you know, the, the, the powers that be before they get a church. Did you know that? That means the Masons, Okay. That means the that means the Masons. That means the Masons. You'd think everyone know this by now, but people are full of what caca. They're full of. They have hay in their heads instead of brains. They can't process information. I mean, you know, the people who listen here can, because I mean, someone that that is someone I'm talking about would listen to this for five minutes. They would, they would feel like throwing up. They'd feel sick to their stomach, or they want to just stab me with a knife because I tell the truth about them, and they can't handle it. They can't handle it, and the reason they can't handle it is because uh, they've been uh, conditioned not to think for their whole lives. Every time they start thinking about something, they're told not to. So when they finally become adults, they, that, that part of their uh, anatomy, you know, the brain, has turned off. So they go, you know, woke, you know, where someone will tell them what to do or what to think, right? They fall into these categories of these little subgroups, right? And these subgroups are under the, the rubric of the U.S. government, think tanks, big corporatocracy, global corporate combines, etc., you name it. And they dictate what they're going to think about. So you have a nation of people that want to get jabbed because they're not supposed to think. They're not supposed to ask questions about, 
There was a commercial, folks. Oh, I wish I could remember that commercial where that woman goes, I don't think about what's in the jab. I don't question anything that's in it. I'm just going to go take the jab. It's like a black woman, you know. I'm sorry, I'm not doing an imitation very well, but do you? did you hear that? I don't question what's in the jab. I don't take the there, She was trying to appeal to the black community. And the black community, I hate to tell you this, but they suffer worse under this jab than anybody else, it seems. So they're really leery of it. They don't want to get it in general. I don't question what's in the jab. I don't, I, I'm going to go take the jab. See, I took my jab. You see, Damien, I got the jab. And, and Facebook is proud of me. And my community is proud of me. And I'm, you know, and I'm a social justice warrior with a jab. And I want to burn the books and burn the buildings. And I want all white people to be uh, unable to procreate anymore, to be castrated and to be uh, confined so that we can, you know, correct all these wrongs. Well, at least... White people, I'm, I'm people, I'm not white. You're people, you're not black. You're just people. Got news for you. Skin does not denote what you are. If you're a person, you're a person. You're not a black person, you're not a white person, you're not a brown person, you're not a yellow person, you're not a red person, you're just a person. You want to make it about race, then you have a problem. It's called no brain no mind. Conformity. Wrote. Do what you're told. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The U.S. military is being turned into some kind of panty waste, milk we toast piece of shit. They couldn't win a war if you bombed the crap out of them wherever they are in the world. They couldn't do anything anymore. They can't mount, they can't mount a counter-assault. They would just rather go ahead and absorb nuclear bombs and then not retaliate because that's, that's not what a pacifist would do. Last image I saw of the U.S. military, they were all marching with high heels on, red. Red heels, all of them. Your lip, right, lip, get you, right. Shake your ass a little bit. Come on, come on, uh, girls. Look proud in those heels. You represent those women. You've been, you've been bad to those women. You make them wear those heels. Now you wear those heels. You make them have your babies. Now you go have babies. Maybe we should have babies in the test tube. Free both genders. What, what do you mean both? There's hundreds and thousands. Millions of actual genders. Using their same logic, I could say that about, uh, you know, spoiler alert. So, if you, you know, if you want to see Girl Nights Without a Spoiler, stop now for a couple seconds. But, you know, basically I could make, use their same argument. And I could say, you know, uh, you have a problem with someone identifying as, as with, 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 like with a woman that wants to identify as a trans male. You got a problem with that, woke? Then you're a hypocrite. If someone identifies as a trans male, uh, uh, you know, a, a trans male at, who is, a, you know, looking as a female, then you've got a real problem. And there's nothing wrong with putting that person in any kind of movie. Because you're, you're, you're basically transphobic. 
completely, and you're a hypocrite, and you're a liar. All of you. You know, this whole cultural appropriation thing, that turns everyone to life. But I identify as a black man. So I have to have curls in my hair. You know, little dreads and whatnot. I've got to have that because I identify as a black. Who are you to tell me I can't identify as that? You, 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 you're phobic in some way. A bigot. So you see, their own wokeness, you see, goes against them. That's why you haven't heard about cultural appropriation in a long time. Because they can't. If you identify as, you know, let's say you're a, a woman who identifies as a trans male. And let's say you're, you're, you're waiting to be operated on to put an appendage on yourself that would act as a penis. Okay. You know, no matter how bizarre that would seem, in that woke culture, you are supposed to be honored for that, for identifying, for being what you're identifying with. If anyone gave you trouble with that, like this idiot reviewer did, which he didn't even realize how he contradicted himself there, then there's a real problem. And if you think that people in the movies that happen to be, uh, you know, gay people posing as non-gay or, you know, other people, if you, if you happen to think that somebody that might identify as gay can't be a villain in a movie, then you're sick up your ass. You're, you're sick to the bone, to the bone of hypocrisy. You're sick to the very nature of lying. And you don't know the spirit. So that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. You know, these people don't understand the spirit of a thing. Now, I don't go into all that stuff with myself because I look at all that and I go, boy, that's exhausting. And I observe it for my characters, for my writing. You know what I mean? I'm a very fiery person. Especially now that I've, I've recovered from some kind of disease that was like a, what do you want to call it, fibromyalgia? Some kind of like tired disease? Have you had that? I've recovered from it. Haven't I, Trish? Just imagine that. Every day you wake up, you have breakfast, you conk back out. You, you sit in a meeting, your, your eyes are closing, you start yawning. You can't, you can't. I had this for over, I don't know, for a while, you know. And then I realized what it was. You want me to tell you? It's the circadian rhythm. It's because I was sleeping more in my, my time for being awake and everything is like just after 3 a.m., you know what I mean? I'm, and I need, to get, I need to make sure I get my rest and everything. I need to make sure I take a power nap in the daytime <clears throat> at a certain time, you know, like around 2 o'clock, 1 to 2, right around in there. And then I'm good to go throughout the rest of the day and into the evening. But um, what I was going to say is, though, I had this thing where I'd be driving. When I got behind the wheel, I fall asleep, and that's not good, right? That's not very safe. When I would be at the computer monitor in the big room, I thought it was the radiation because I would get there's a big monitor in there, sixty five inch speakers, my whole rack of uh, music gear. Which, by the way, I take my you know I'm taking a little bit of a hiatus for music, but I really consider myself very serious as a musician, and I you know. I just make songs for the Zeph Report, and then, of course, I made a couple songs for Girl Max, and I'm making one for um, The Quantum Devil, producing one and, and with another producer, which is going to be kind of fun. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that comes out. I'm a little bit worried about our schedule, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to not be able to, to, to bring it to you because, uh, because I think it's a total enhancement. It would make the film much better. It'll be much worse without it. 
without some kind of, right? I mean, <laughs> now, nothing is precious. There's nothing, you know, I, I should be able to, you know, uh, get this done, but it's just, it's about scheduling, you know, and so I'm worried that we're on a deadline. But I, I won't, you know, see, I won't go along with it unless that's in there. That's the thing. I won't, uh, I won't sign up. I won't, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad to do it. I've been staying with it even though I had one person quit on me. And, but I've just stayed with it and stayed with it and I'm going to finish it. And that's just, it's very important to me. So that's the deal. Anyway, uh, I don't know that we have that. So, so if I take the, the audience of, uh, you know, the audiences out there, there's basic audiences. It seems to me from the feedback, like, like on the, the Tomorrow War got more one stars than I've ever seen. I mean, it really got smashed. They had to bring their robots in to try to boost their ratings up. And you can tell because, you know, you just, all you do is click on a name that's making a review and you see they haven't reviewed anything. And it's like, you know, those are, a lot of those are bots, right? As in bought and paid for. <laughs> and, uh, so they bring that in to do damage control. They only got it up to, you know, like half. I mean, they couldn't really, you know, people really, really are tired. And, you know, it's Amazon's putting millions of dollars into, into a promotion and stuff. It's everywhere, all, all over the billboards online. And, you know, you can't turn a, 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 a sow's ear into a silk purse. I'm sorry. You just can't do it. And um, that's just the way it is with that. You know, it's... Uh, it's 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 just really you know lousy creatures, lousy acting. You know, I mean, okay, you know, soap opera level, you know, acting, um, terrible uh, direction, cliched thing, and then totally PC. In other words, miscasting you know um, ethnic groups, you know, skin colors to make it look diverse. And not, you know, what's there. In other words, trying to change how you people perceive groups. Uh, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, using the film as mind control as well. And I resent that. So right off the bat. And then, of course, um, all the, you know, having to try to save. You know, when you think about the great sci-fi movies, even though I don't completely like, you know, the politics of these people, but... James Cameron, you know what I mean? You know, a complete genius in, you know, and we were really, you know, you know, Christopher Nolan, okay? Uh, you know, when you're talking sci-fi, Stanley Kubrick. And if you're not trying to at least be innovative in the way they were, David Lynch, you know, if you're not trying to, you know, be somewhat innovative, you know, it, 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 it uh, it's going to smack of like a watered down version of Terminator. You know, it's like Terminator meets, um, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I, yeah, we got to go fight the aliens of the future to save the world now. And so we're recruiting these special op people that will be able to do it. And the creatures, they even look like cartoon. They look like, um, creatures you'd buy in a store. You know what I mean? That they, they've, uh, they, they've, they, you know, you've, it's like an amalgamation of something you've seen a million times. So it's, it's, it, I'm glad, look, I tried twice and I still, um, you know, couldn't finish it. So, um, yeah, I gave it the all, the almighty effort because I was told it was good. 
So I know Paul Schrader's got a film coming out. Now that, there's a guy. And remember, he had to stop during COVID, and he's going to have Willem Dafoe in it. And uh, so he's real intense, and he's real, you know, he's, it's, there's going to be something I'm talking about, something visionary, something unique, something original. You know, the original rider of Taxi, right, Taxi Driver. So, uh, you know, there's, there's good people out there. And, um, you know, and, and I, I, you know, it's amazing getting in this war of, of, uh, competing films and competing, you know, music and competing all this competition. We didn't set out to compete with Girl Max, with anybody. We're in our own category, but boy, can they not stand that? Oh, they just can't stand that. And I tell you, we put a lot of effort into making it as concise as possible and, Larry is so meticulous in his edit and his, you know, choices with color and just things he was doing with, you know, various takes with people. And, and, you know, I was very, very dedicated to the screenplay and Mike and I were dedicated to the story. It was all very, you know, dedicated and thoughtful and was timely because guess who's talking about the quantum realm right now? Everybody. So our timing couldn't have been better. It's just that they can't see the spiritual dimension. They don't acknowledge it's there. So if you don't acknowledge it's there, the characters must be just running around at random doing, you know, random things that we tell them to do. It's got no rhyme or reason. I mean, that must be what it looks like to them. But uh, that's their loss. And as I said, the people that appreciate it, they go nuts appreciating it. They go crazy. They watch it over and over. Well, Film Threat, which is one that I go by, gave us a 9 out of 10, and said extreme rewatchability. Now, I know people watch it four times, they're still not tired of it. And that's because there's something in there that you can glean. There, This has happened to me after we finished the story. I was still learning stuff about it. I don't know why it has that, that dimension. To this. There's this extra dimension in it where it still keeps, you know, maybe it's because we're dealing with the quantum realm, right? That, in other words, you, the viewer have something to do with the story. That's quantum, right? That's quantum. And so in your interaction with it, you're changing it in some way. And then you're learning about that. So you have to see it again because you want to recheck maybe what you thought you saw, and then it kind of morphs again. Uh, This has happened to me. And I, I never had anything like this happen to me before on any story ever. This is the first time something like this has happened. We have tapped the quantum realm in some way in this movie. And I think it disturbs the hell out of people. But like I said, there isn't one negative guy yet that that I've seen, and I haven't seen them all, but I mean, because I know there's some YouTubes out there that just like to you know, excoriate us for even existing. So, you know, um, but I haven't seen yet, but even they haven't explained it right. I mean, no one has really actually even summarized what the plot is. (laughs) Or, you know, summarize, it's about, you know, it's about, uh, you know, this this couple and and their, you know, the fact that they're both in the uh, secret programs with the government and that they're both, you know, advanced physicists from, you know, like uh, the likes of MIT, and um, they they are uh, you, you know experimenting with the quantum realm while making Sophia dolls based on 
you know, mind control programming, but the quantum realm is also being used to program masses, the masses. So we're dealing with programming. So it's about these people dealing with programming, making the Sophia dolls for money, right, for, to deliver to the client. But what's really going on is experimentation into the quantum realm with an experimental drug that opens that doorway. Problem is it drives this guy completely mad and puts a spotlight on their relationship. And when the, the, the abductee that they abduct, she's the first one that can't be programmed with trauma-based programming, the tables begin to turn on the couple. That's the story. You see? Not one person has ever summarized it. And, of course, we don't give it away, you know, in our blurbs that we put about it. We talk about the abductee, not the actual people driving the action. So, (laughs) oh, yes, that's not an easy puzzle for them to unravel, is it? And, um, you know, it's going to be around for a long time. I guess it'll be a thorn in some people's side because it makes you, you know, like I said, when they're reviewing it, they just don't know what they're saying. What they're saying is so lame. If someone just said it's about this couple that's making Sophia dolls and the one, one, and the one person comes in that makes that, that suddenly can't be programmed and yet it seems they're, bit, they're part of a bigger experiment now and the tables are turning and uh, it, it, it all devolves into just a, uh, you know, a mad fight between the forces of evil, the forces of good, et cetera, et cetera. Now, there's the story. I just laid it out. It's really more about this couple and the experiment they're doing, Correct. And then they become an experiment. They just picked up the wrong girl. She was part of the, you know, the experiment being done on them. Why? Because they're using experimental drugs. So they're trying to take the data off the drug, and they're using the abductee to do it. Okay? Not about girl next. It's about the girl and her plight to become free. It's not a, that is not the story. But see, when you think that's the story... You start saying, oh, then there's all this hallucinogenic stuff, and I just got bored and went to bed. <laughs> or I didn't care. Well, of course, if, if you think it's about the, uh, the abductee, then you're, you know, you're, you're going to miss uh, three-quarters to four-fifths of, of the story. Not about the abductee. You know, our, don't, don't feel bad. Our distributor doesn't know what it's about either. Nobody does, really. I'm like one of the only people that knows. Because I have studied it. And so long as the American culture doesn't understand it, then, you know, there's going to be, you know, controversy and people trying to slam it. But, you know, every one of them says, even I didn't like it. I wanted to slam it, but I I can't get it out of my mind. You know, I feel dirty. That's That's classic. If you are, the only reason you'd feel dirty is if you're a pervert. If you're not a pervert, if your conscience is clean, right, you're not going to feel dirty at all. You're going to be appreciative that there's a spectacle that's, that's bringing in this, you know, the total of reality, not just half the story. And, uh, you know, so it's amazing. I, I just, I stand amazed. We didn't put the bird on any studio or anybody else. We took it on ourselves, and 
like I said, our distributor has no clue what it's about. They, to them, it's just an experiment watching it out there. They're, they're, they're about as helpful as, uh, as, a, as a rock. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's um, you know, is what it is. But I know you guys aren't going to let it go. We kind of dropped the ball at Lab and Glass backwards, didn't we? We, we, we? That never really captured the imagination of anyone, even though it was uh, a total vision. I, I think maybe had it been born, you know, maybe in the 30s or some earlier time, I, may have had, I might have had an easier time with that, you know, because, I mean, Glass Backwards is the total Hollywood film. I mean, it is the... It's the Hollywood vision. It is it is the absolute underbelly of it all, you know, with Satan at the head, and um, but in a very subtle theatrical and bizarre way. And I, you'd think, you know, there'd be people that actually got it. There are people that get it, but again, it kind of got kicked to the curb and kicked to the wayside. Lamb, another great example of a epic Christian. Um, you know, kind of a thriller about the apocalypse, you know, and about really straightforward prophetic, straightforward biblical, straightforward Christian. The people that hated it the most were the Christians, so that was the end of the story. People, there are reviews people left on Amazon that are that are really good that would make you want to pick the book up and run with it or, you know, do something with it, but people are afraid. My publisher was afraid to, to put out uh, Glass Backwards, so he put it out under this label, Poison Vine, that's like, I know I'm the only book in that label. You know, he created a new imprint for me because he didn't want, quote, I don't want my other readers to see this. I have a Christian audience. I have a Christian audience. They would, you know, I'd lose my business if they saw this. He said, the book is genius, but I can't, I can't, you know. And I said, well, they said the same thing to me in New York, you know, the secular, you know, know-nothing woke publishers, you know, cancel culture publishers in New York, know-nothing idiot, the idiot, idiot brigade of America that you should be so proud of. They wouldn't, uh, they, 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 they refused to publish it because they said it was so filthy and so disgusting. And I, I was like, I don't understand why that, why you'd think that. If it's that filthy and disgusting, I would think there'd be a market for it, right? I would think there'd be people that are, you know, the same kind of people that like Frank Zappa back in the days of the Mothers of Invention, when he got so absurd on purpose. He said he would, he was putting out what he called music that was there to piss people off. And, you know, and he still found his audience. And I think the reason he did is because he persisted. He pursued it until he perfected what, what he was doing. He wouldn't compromise. So what I did is I kind of dropped the ball. People were offended, and I, you know, backed off, and then I didn't market it. I didn't push it anymore. It's on me. I mean, it's not on, I'm not blaming, you know, the culture or someone else. It's, it's, I dropped the ball because I believed all the bad stuff people were saying. You know, to date, everything I've ever created is shit. I shouldn't even be a human being. I should just be dead. Even though I've dedicated my life to, to, to you know, being what I am, a creative person, everything I've created according to the world is shit.
Every, I'm not qualified, actually, to create another thing that I should have computer taken away, writing software taken away, uh, you know, any kind of filmmaking uh, stuff taken away, not allowed to uh, hit people up for funds or whatever to, 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 to join in the, uh, the, the madness of, the, of creating something that people would watch. Uh, it should all be banned from me because all of it is shit. And that's basically the assessment of the world. Even at an early age, I wrote a sci-fi story. I love sci-fi. It had to do with the quantum realm, as it did with time and space and time travel. It caught the attention of Rod Serling, and I actually you know, got to meet him because of that story. It did not make it into development or make it onto the Twilight Zone, but... It it got, you know, it was passed to him anonymously. And then I was, you know, before, then I hit the wall after that. And I, you know, had problems. And, you know, I couldn't pursue. I should have just pursued that, you know, the writing right there, you know, age. I I think I was like 14 or 15. Rather than the trouble that ensued. It was about a guy that... uh, he found some substance and, you know, that, that he, I can't exactly remember how he got this in his breakfast cereal, but he'd eat this breakfast cereal and it would change the dimension a few degrees, not like three to four, third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, nothing like that, nothing like Interstellar, which is kind of, I think, a little bit naive, you know, of, of a film because they didn't really research that there's such a thing as degrees too, like 3.2. You know, and it changed it in such a way that that the time stopped and it was like afternoon and the the wind stopped like four in the afternoon and see the water at that time would glass off. They call it the evening glass off, where it just looks glassy and still, but there's these perfect waves barreling. And uh, there's a guy that had trouble in surfing. He tried to surf Malibu, you know, first point Malibu in the summer and. It was so crowded that nobody could get a wave to themselves. There was one big fight out there. So there's a lot of aggro crap going on, and he couldn't stand it. And so he said, if I could just find a way to, 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 to have these waves to myself, that's what he wanted. Well, we started futzing around with the time-space you know, continuum. He found himself in a dimension where, um, you know, basically it's like 4 o'clock, and it stays 4 o'clock evening glass off with like a perfect six foot wave, you know, six to eight on the point and just rolling in, you know, had it to himself. No people existed. Everything, everything else was there. The, the, the pier, the, the, you know, the sand, the sky, you know, the houses, but no people. And so he surfed and surfed and surfed and surfed. And finally he was on the beach exhausted. He, he, he realized that, oh, my God, that was all great, but how am I going to get home? And I'm lonely, and I'm tired, and I'm, I need, you know, right? He started feeling that. And lo and behold, a girl <laughs> walking down the beach, probably the perfect girl for him, like, like, like a mirage coming his way, where there's nothing anywhere, and he started to feel despair. And she told him, she said, you know, you can go back, but, uh, you know, I have to really want to go back. And if you go back, you know, 
uh, you can never come here again. And, uh, you know, so she sort of, you know, was telling him the, that, you know, because it's, it was so dialed, it's so technical the way it was dialed into this one point, you'll never be able to find that frequency again. So you go back now, that's it. You can stay here and ride the perfect wave forever or, you know, and have it to yourself or you can go back. So he ends up falling asleep with a girl in his arms, of course, you know, all that. Wakes up at home and uh, drives down to the beach. And it's so crowded, he can't even find a parking place. You know, think First Point Malibu, right? He can't find a parking place. It's just, and people are just trying to like double park. And, you know, it's a zoo, right? Everyone's got their boards lined up against the wall there. And it's a big, you know, social scene. And it's loud and it's kind of... uh, you know, ego, it's real aggro in the way of everyone's got an ego and everyone pretty much hates each other because it's like this pecking order thing. It's always been that way, you know, since the early 60s. And he gets there and it's all crowded. He paddles out and he's going to take off in a wave. He hears this, hey, there's a guy, you know, being, you know, who's taken off before him. And, uh, you know, he had to back off and he goes, oh, thank you. Oh, I'm home. And he enjoyed the rest of his day. In fact, he enjoyed the rest of all his days surfing. The more, the merrier. And he'd get his waves, you know, in time. He was getting the waves that he wanted, and he was having to be in the pecking order and work his way up. And and he was just fine with that from then on. And that was the end of the story. Now, don't you think that's a good story? Is that some weird kind of story, Trish? Right? So that caught the attention of Rod Serling the famous legendary Rod Serling with the cigarette. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, by all indications, I was a writer at that point in my life. I, You know, because I would write books of poetry as well. That's how I started. And uh, But then I, I cooked up this thing and I just wrote it out in, you know, handwriting and that's what got passed on, you know, one of those books, those composition books. That's what I wrote in it. Anyway, I liked it, and everybody liked it, and the teacher passed it on to good old Rod because, you know, it was like, wow, this is, uh, you got to take care of this kid here, you know? And then I got lost. But uh, I still remember the story, you know why? Because it's a very powerful story, you know, about getting what you want and realizing You'll do anything to have the struggle and the pain and the just the way you know just the way it was you know you just can't go without seeing another human being you know that was the irony I think that was the uh, the, the 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 thing the, the hook the uh, the heart that grabbed uh, Rod was that that realization that you if you could go back and have it all with all the people the screaming in the traffic and you know, and doing bad things to each other and, you know, all that shit, you would rather have that than be alone and have everything. He liked that. Yeah. And the folly of what we want, right? We think we want something, and then, you know, if I, if I could just get some peace and quiet, you know, you finally get peace and quiet, it's like, no, wait a second, that doesn't mean I don't want to talk to somebody. <laughs> right? So he loved that. He related to it.
And that's why he talked to me. Which, and it was all unsolicited, too. It was like the teacher, uh, you know, made that happen, not me. And that's some self-start, not, not cold calling someone, uh, sending out pages over the transom, which I know agents hate and publishers hate. They hate your writing. They hate your screenplay. It doesn't matter how good it is. They hate it. They're not going to look at it. Went to the Maui Writers Conference, just trying to piece my life back together. And uh, got there, sat down with a producer from Hollywood. And he goes, I don't want to hear your pitch. What? I don't want to hear your pitch. I'm not going to read your screenplay, okay? I'm not going to read your pages for your novel, okay? I'm only here because they bought my ticket. I got to bring my family. That's it. I hate writing. Yeah, I'm not dealing with anybody here. And he told me, he was sitting right there at the panel. You walk right up, it's your turn. He, he just said, save it. I'm not going to do anything with it anyway. I'm just here for the free ride. Got my family here. We're on Maui. You know, just enjoy yourself, he said to me. Just enjoy your vacation, man. No one here is going to do anything with any of you writers, okay? We are here because they paid for us to be here. We put on a seminar. We put on a talk. They give us a cocktail party with each other, not with you riffraff coming in. You know what I mean? That's the way the world works, buddy. Wow. So the writers pay for the vacation of the uh, presenters and speakers who are all famous published you know, agents, writers, producers, blah, blah, blah. And they put on their little presentation, one of which is being available for a five-minute talk. And basically all paid for by these people that just are trying to figure out how to break into Hollywood or publishing or something. And they have no intention of helping any of them except a token person here or there that's pre-chosen. That's it exactly, Zeph. How did you know? I just knew that that's the way the game was played. I just knew. I wrote them a letter about how we were kept outside their cocktail party. We had, we could, up, up above, we could look down and watch them in their little soiree with each other where the actual writers or people trying to do something were kept away from the celebrities by a good distance. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Um, I'd say if a person wants to break into publishing, you know, you're probably going to have to carry a gun with you. I mean, you know, I don't know, right? Maybe you, uh, you, you know, find the publisher and, you know, kidnap them or something. I, 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 no, I seriously... Don't know any... That, that'd be a great story, wouldn't it? You kidnap the publisher and hold them hostage. Put them on video. Put them on, like, YouTube, making confessions of how mean they are to uh, to even great writers who don't want to write what they want them to write. How they put them... They punish them, too. You know? Yeah. That's the way your hardcore commie works. The hardcore corporate combine... They only want you to write what they want you to write. They only want you to produce in Hollywood what they want you to produce. And there's going to be no uh, individual uh, integrity whatsoever. 
And that's what happened to this uh, this tomorrow war thing. It's a great study and a debacle and what what actually you know happened there. Why was something so stillborn? Why was something so cliche riddled? Why was it so PC? Why was it so insulting to a normal intelligence of a of a human being? And you, you, you can't, you, right? And then all you see on Amazon is the number one movie in America. It's number one. <laughs> you better go see it. It's number one. And so there you are being manipulated by bots to go see. You know, bots are running the whole show too. The bots, bots are pretty much almost making the movies now. So you have a bots make the movies. You know, AI makes the movies, and the AI are the audience now, right? All the comments are by bots. You know, all the reviews are by bots. All the production is by bots. It's pretty much almost becoming a bot-to-bot, you know, signal, right? You know, they put out caca, and, of course, the bots go crazy with applause. Yay! And, um, you know, all of it programmed, you know what I mean? Just like wars of the future. You know, I'll be bots, right, on the battlefield. You know, my side's winning, right? It'll be just like one big game people are playing. Anyway, the the point today was supposed to be the jab. And, and you know, the research that I've seen uh, really indicates that it is a bioweapon that a lot of this, this the next thing that's going to drop, which may be another stronger virus, and uh, that really will make people sick. And I think they're going to try to tailor it so that if you've had the jab, you'll be able to fight it off. And if you haven't, it might kill you. Something like that to, to say, you see, we told you so. Right? So there's... No, don't think so, Trish? The jab, okay, so she thinks the jab is the bioweapon. Uh, we've heard about rumors about another... You know, from Bill Gates, because he said he was going to do this one. He did it. You know, he did COVID-19, and he engineered it, along with Fauci, all those guys. They engineered it at Wuhan and also in North Carolina. Chapel Hill, North Carolina, is where it was really born. It was born in the United States. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's basically, a, you know, a cold, a coronavirus. Uh, but, you know, it, it was used to study, you know, biological warfare. Now, if it had a more deadly agent in it where it could just go out there and kill everybody, um, you know, that was uh, something they didn't do with this one. So, but the jab is all about magnetizing the population, preparing them for AI and preparing them for total control. It's also culling the idea that people would be culled for various reasons, old age or, you know, you know, uh, underlying, uh, you know, morbidities, you know, all kinds of reasons to call because, you know, eventually they, they don't want, you know, they don't want childbirth to be voluntary either. They, I mean, you know, they want childbirth to be organized by them and uh, they want breeding actually done in the laboratory, not in the womb and then make men and women more, you know, more like each other to, to do whatever tasks they're going to do all the while, you know, connecting consciousness through magnetism to be able to focus it, to create the world they want to create, which they will populate with digital copies of, of, of people that will be completely under their control. It won't even be their control. It'll be AI control, which is really AI is telling the humans what to do at this point.
also, this caught my eye today. Um, David Ike, or Icky, or however you say his name, David Ike, um, he has an article about midazolam. It's an end-of-life drug. All right, I remember. It was yeah. bought in vast quantities uh, by Hancock and the U.K. government, and when as was used in the spring of 2020 in quantities never seen before right. to murder old people en masse and call it the first wave of COVID. Right. They did this with in New York. They were just shipped to be with each other. But they used a drug. Actually, they euthanized the... Uh, the old age in the UK. And I'm sorry, UK. If you guys don't overthrow your government, you're going to die. It's that simple. So, good luck. We got the same deal here. We're not getting off the hook. wasn't having sex with his aide, he was ordering vast amounts of the life-ending drug midazolam, which was used in unprecedented amounts to murder old people and called the COVID first wave. Right. I haven't watched the video yet, but that's... But, yeah, they all, they all die of COVID, even though most of the people that died here... We don't have any excess deaths in uh, the world, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, those charts or those people saying there's 100,000... There's no... The, the, the numbers have been about the same year after year. This was a, uh, a complete hoax. I, I didn't take it seriously. I think I, I got it. I probably... Have, it's come and gone with me, you know. With a, I've had definitely had colds and symptoms over the last couple of years, but then I got over them naturally. I have a high immune system because I'm using vitamin C, D3, zinc, uh, multivitamin. You know, just just you know, staying uh, much more healthy using quercetin and uh, zinc combo that also has vitamin C and D3 and a combo, and I take that. And that has been very helpful in fending it off. Plus, I have the therapeutics. And the main one, the one that's done the best job for me, has been the Oleander homeopathic. It just kicks the ass of any cold. Anything like that, within like three, four hours, it's histoire. You know, how many times you can feel a little sore throat on the side of your neck and, you know, you, 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 you hang around. By the end of the day, it's all now into sniffles. Then the next day, it starts going down in your lungs. How many have had that pattern? Well, something like this, this oleander thing with me having that, it knocks it out. So it doesn't go into your sinuses. It doesn't go into your lungs. So that's been a real help. So that's myoleander.com. I can't make a statement for you. I, you know, nobody can with homeopathics. So you, you, you're, you're on your own with that. I'm saying it's worked for me. I have no idea if it'll work for you. But, you know, it, it has kept colds away from me. And, um, you know, probably would keep corona away as well. It probably already has. And uh, there's one time I had to kind of do it every other, every couple of three days. Like, it'd come back again. I'd do it again. and kind of come back again. And then it was gone. Yeah. So... That's that. Ivermectin, we all, you know, I'd, I'd like to get myself some pills. The only way I can do that is call the doctors uh, that are in every state. We have one here that can prescribe uh, Ivermectin pills. Because I have a feeling this fall we may need them. It's just my feeling. And uh, I think they're three milligrams. 
and and they can they can uh, they'll do this uh, with an online video visit. You have a video visit with them, like a Zoom call meeting with a doctor, and uh, they'll write you a script, and they'll you know, at a pharmacy that will fill your prescription. I think they're in every state. They mobilize in every state in the union, and they're 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 there to help bring you hydroxychloroquine and you know azithromycin, or uh, you, you know um, you know zinc, you know protocol, uh, uh, this ivermectin protocol. You know, so you have these options of therapeutics on hand to be able to combat any kind of uh, situation because they you know these guys are. Uh, Counting on people's immune systems being lowered, you know, when they when they do these attacks. For example, they spread on purpose COVID all over the world. It was no natural spread. It was done by the military, and um, I, you know, we have proof that the Air Force was involved, and all kinds of people were, you know, taking infected people around and dropping them off. <laughs> I remember Costa Mesa when the Air Force tried to land in there and bring a bunch of people from China. First of all, you say, why would the Air Force be involved in bringing infected people from China to Costa Mesa? Ah! So Costa Mesa refused to accept them. <laughs> yes, coronavirus is a cold. Yes, it's quite infective and can infect people. And it's, you know, but the survivability rate for a healthy person is, you know, 99 plus percent. So it's not really something to worry about. Plus, we don't have, they reported and lied about, you know, 400,000 deaths. Finally, when they started getting to like 500 up toward a million, they knew they had to knock it off because people would notice that. So they quit reporting it, right? They quit with those numbers because they were all a lie, all a lie. The only people that died were people with other factors. And uh, they say people that died strictly of COVID was about 0.06% or something, some ridiculous, you know, a number so small it doesn't move the needle one way or the other. And yet they're lined up to get the jab, which has very little or nothing to do with COVID. You know, they say it's a vaccine for COVID. Well, what if COVID morphs? Well, then I guess it would be, I don't know what it would be for then. Right, you'd have to have a booster jab. And more and more and more magnetism into your body. So you'll eventually stick to the ceiling. It's going to be very hard to buy and sell and, you know, go to the bank and get your groceries and, you know, go to work and get a pay stub, pay a paycheck. It's going to be very hard to do with these idiot companies, these idiot people, these idiots of idiots of idiots of idiots of idiots of idiots of idiots who run things in this idiotic country to stop from the course they're on of mandating to people they, if you want to work here, you've got to have the jab. Why would that be if I have a natural... I just said so, that's why. You are not to question... You know, when I tell you to die, you die on cue. It's because they're totalitarians, friends. They're authoritarians. And they want to tell the whole world what to do. And it's up to you guys to uh, find a way to rebel in such a way that's meaningful. Meaningful. Just demonstrating on the street is not really very meaningful. Meaningful.
Leave it to your imagination what needs to be done. But (laughs) yes, it will take muscle to do it. I mean, obviously, you're dealing with people that are completely unhinged. Totally, you know, you're dealing with like probably CEOs that are mentally ill, okay? You'd have to be to come up with a policy like that against all the evidence. So they're mentally ill. But it's going to be very hard, you know, to buy and sell. You know, Ron DeSantis of Florida doing a good job trying to stop it. You know, he's uh, a little bit of a ray of hope. But even he's up against a huge machine of the U.S. federal government, the military-industrial complex, and the global corporatocracy. Fascists all, all at once on his head. I doubt he'll be successful for much longer. So it's probably going to go biblical, you know, Mark of the Beast, as written in the book of Revelation, which I thoroughly believe in. And uh, I can tell you this, the the word um, divides, you know. The word divides, right? Truth divides. And to divide the word is basically saying that, you know, it's um, the Mark of the Beast is 666, and whoever takes his mark in their... Uh, foreheads or their under their hand or under their forehead with the uh, you know the tattoo the tattoo goes under the skin because the King James person says of uh, version says in the for the forehead in the hand I saw a show last night that that had uh, uh, that had it outside and it was like a barcode was the mark and it's like uh, no it's not something you stamp on your head or your hand. It's something that goes in. Something that's read by their scanner, their special scanner, something that's, uh, that would know your entire history, uh, would have a projected future of what you could do to uh, offset the times to come. I, I don't know um, what people will do. I just know that if they try to implement no food, no 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 help, you know that that you're the untouchable class because you've done your research on the jab. As these people are dying off, I don't know who's going to be there to punish you. It could be in three years they're all dead, and then you win. Yeah, God God gave you the victory. He he took the wicked out. They are the wicked too. I mean, if you don't think the Foo Fighters, what they did with the LA Forum, that's one hundred percent wickedness. They are the wicked. Listen to them at your own peril. But now that you know, now that you know who they are, now that you know that they're they're basically, you know, the corporatocracy. They're they're basically the beast. If you want to then sow to that more that's on you. That's on you. They are, you know, out of the closet. You know, authoritarians. Out of the closet. You know, little dictators. Out of the closet. Yeah, they want to tell you what to do. And they want to tell you what, how to behave. Tell you where you can go and tell you don't show up at our concert unless you have the jab. They can go F themselves. 
I will never listen to another one of their records. So. Well, they've already shown you what they're, you know, see what I mean? I know people are having a hard time with this. They're already showing you what they're about. No one gets into the concert unless they're jabbed. Okay, so they're aligned with the federal government, with the UN, with Klaus Schwab and the globalists. Okay, that's their bread and butter. That's their God. Okay, that's what they worship. That's what they sow to. Okay, that's their life. And they believe in it. They believe in that whole way of life. We've had a rocking, rocking and rolling time today. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm going to get um, some more DVDs uh, for giveaways, and I, I get them in a, you know, kind of in bulk. So next time I'll have ten, you know, to give away. And uh, you know, it's something you're going to want on your shelf, probably. You know, someday a couple of years from now, you may want to pull it out again and. You know, just, you know, especially if you're frustrated with the world, that's a good one to put on, <laughs> right? But we believe in God first. We, we are followers of Jesus Christ to the best. We believe in solving conflicts through prayer. So, you know, we just take this uh, Foo Fighters, Lord, we just lift them up to you for uh, judgment, for, for adjudication, for your judgment, Lord, of what should be done. If that should open people's eyes, we hope it does. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope that their foolhardiness, or their, I'm sorry, their foolishness, would open the eyes of people as to what the the music business is all about. Just like you understand what the film business is all about, right? It's all about conformity to Lucifer, to Satan. There's no... You know, whether you think that's good or bad, it doesn't really matter. That's what they believe, and that's what they have done. If people say, oh, no, it isn't, that's because they're ignorant. Because they're guilty. They feel guilty that they've, you know, sown, you know, they feel they're, they're, they've sown their seed to uh, the whore, you know, so they're going to reap the whirlwind. They're, they feel guilty. Of course you're wrong. Take that back right now. There's no God. There's no devil. None of those things, right? There's no spiritual dimension. No, there's no, there's just the here and now. If I can see it and perceive it, that's, what if you see and perceive? Yeah, but you failed that test too. You've been shown things that were not the same over and over again, and you didn't adjust. You didn't notice the thing that wasn't the same again. So you lied to yourself. You're saying it's always been like that when it hasn't. You're still lying today because you can't see what's right in front of your nose. The spiritual dimension. From the spiritual realm comes the material. Nothing happens here without happening there in the beginning. And, you know, people know this. I mean, I think people know this, but they're just, like I say, in denial. But, okay, 
So say they're in denial, they all get jabbed, and they all die in two years. Two to two and a half years, they should all be dead. You could think, well, it'd be a life without them, wouldn't it? Or would that be a punishment? Or would that, you know, we don't know. Will they be dead? We don't know. Some scientists are speculating that they will be dead within about two to two and a half years. It'll look like natural causes. But it won't be. It'll be from the jab. It'll be from the mRNA. And maybe some other stuff they're going to inject. Because if people get the one shot, then they get the second shot. I think they'd probably go get the third and the fourth shot. Maybe they have to keep it up. Maybe if you quit taking it, it would go out of your system. I mean, that's one thing we would hope, that people could recover. I don't want to see people get dead because they made a foolish move, but I don't want to see them double down and say, I was right. When it's something that's killing, you know, thousands of people, we should be more cautious about, you know, endorsing it. Right? So we already know it's killing that many people. We know it's maiming millions. Millions are having uh, problems with it, you know, physical anomalies. All right. So with that... We'll just keep this F report going, you guys. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to, you know, the thing is about what I'm saying about, um, you know, you know, frustration with Washington, D.C., Hollywood, pop culture, publishing, uh, music, of art in general. We're better than this. This, the, the, what, what, what they're all, you know, sort of playing to is, the, you know, the peanut gallery, right? They're playing to the lowest common denominator of retard when they, with, with, with everything. Let's see what Amazon comes up with next in a movie, you know? Let's see how they're much vaunted. They got Dune coming out. They're rebooting Dune again, and they've spent a lot of money on that. <laughs> a lot. And by Jove, it's going to be a hit. You think it's going to be enthralling, or do you think it's going to be ho-hum? Well, most people didn't understand Dune. Roger Ebert gave it one star and said that uh, the screenplay for Dune is a complete total mess by David Lynch. The whole thing is a mess. It does not do Frank Herbert, the author of Dune, justice, he said. And, you know, I'm paraphrasing. Um, Yet it went on and was lauded as visionary. Who can forget some of that? I can't. It's still in my head rattling around. And when I see it, any part of Dune, I love it. Same way I love The Shining. The Shining got one star, got panned by Stephen King as the worst thing Kubrick has ever done. He completely misrepresented the movie. He wanted to take the title away from Kubrick. Turned out to be one of the biggest classics Kubrick has ever produced. Okay, so I just rest my case, rest my case, rest my case. Many, many, many things are condemned when they come out that are good. And it's, it's it, you know, and if they're really good, they will stay the test of time, okay? These idiots will not be able to quelch it. The cream rises to the top. And uh, that's all I can say about them, you know. I just uh, 
now they're they're you know what I look for and like I say even in negative reviews is I look for any modicum of understanding of the story and have yet after reading probably just about as many as are out there I have not found even one individual that came close to any kind of even rudimentary or childlike uh, uh, comprehension of the actual story. In fact, 99% of them miss... Well, no, so far 100% of them have missed the actual story. They think it's about her, the girl. And I try to you know, tell people, don't go there. Listen, it is what it's about. But they fight it. They want it to be about the girl so they can then, you know. It's like, no, it's about uh, an experiment. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we'll see you next time. Jeez. Oh